Hello and welcome to the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Nikki Pope, your host for this hairdressing conversation. My guests for this edition are hairdressers Danielle Louis and Sean Quinn, who work at the Headmasters Group here in London. Headmasters has more than 50 salons plus two academies and celebrated 40 years in business this summer. Danielle and Sean joined me to talk about the joys of working for a big brand, what their future holds, and how we can encourage more youngsters into the hairdressing industry. We talked over Zoom, and I hope you'll keep in mind that we were all in different locations, so there is a bit of a difference in the audio quality. Hi, Nikki. Lovely to be here. (laughs) Thank you for having us. masters for 13 years now which is it feels like a long time but it actually doesn't (laughs) I know (laughs) I started at headmasters 16 years ago Um, yeah, so I worked in another salon. I did my apprenticeship in the A.D. Phelan salon and I worked there and I needed to go on the shop floor and I heard about headmasters with their training. That's what kind of locked me into them because they were really big on their training. And as a newly qualified stylist, you're going to go on the shop floor and be released, but you want as much education as possible. So my goal was to try and find someone that wanted to kind of give back and throw as much training as possible in your way whereas with some independent salons I do know that with training it's quite tight with budget which I completely understand but I wanted as much as possible (laughs) yeah definitely yeah So after I left school, I was I was I knew I wanted to do hairdressing. I'd um, had a couple of friends that had, had gone to do it, and it just sounded like the most exciting job ever. So I I was doing some research for different brands and different opportunities, and um, it was at, I was doing some research and found Zoe Irwin, who was at the time the creative ambassador, and I just loved I still love what she does, and and that's really what what got me on board, and and that's when I knew I wanted to join the artistic team as well. My um, so my for all my friends kind of laugh now because a lot of them went up, went on to do university and everything, which is amazing and incredible. And that when I left school, everyone was a bit shocked. Um, but they were like, we do, we just know because you're so driven that of course everything was like, oh, I've I've been promoted, I've qualified, I've done this, and it was um, I I think the answer to that is initially they were all like, oh, <laughs> but now like everyone, all my. Yeah, 
all my friends' parents are always like, oh, Sean, you're so, uh, you've done so well. And <laughs> now like, and I've got everyone, I've always had a lot of support, but, um, but I think everyone was um, like happy to, that I've achieved so much and, and gone so far with, with one big company. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think on my very first day in my induction, I, I went in all confident saying that I want to be on the art team, I want to do this. And, um, and the, my manager that employed me was like, well, well, that's all an option. And she sat and had so much patience and like went through loads of the different career opportunities. This is to me when I was a 16 year old school leaver. <laughs> but, um, but they just treated me like, like part of the family from the very beginning and, um, and didn't just kind of shrug it off and, and laugh. And, um, and I did it. Um, I chose hairdressing. I I was at school and I had really good grades and I remember saying when we was leaving, I really want to do hairdressing. And I remember all the school teachers were like, why would you do that? You've got really good grades. <laughs> but I wanted to choose a job that I really liked and my passion for hairdressing came from, I remember my mum took me to a salon to get her hair done and I was just sitting there waiting. But everyone and the atmosphere is what took me into hairdressing everyone was so happy everyone was bubbly and it just looked like something that i wanted to be a part of like they they made me feel like i wanted to be a part of that family um and i remember asking them if i could do work experience just to, because i wasn't sure and also my mum didn't really want me to be a hairdresser she was always like oh you know get a backup plan but i didn't want a backup plan i wanted hairdressing <laughs> so i left school got good grades went to college just to do like my a levels I, my other thing that i wanted to do was be a barrister funny enough um <laughs> complete different um but one thing I didn't want to do is um, I didn't want to let my life run away and not enjoy it. I wanted to enjoy, I wanted my job to be my life as well. I wanted it to be like a big enjoyment rather than this is my job, this is my life. I wanted it to be one whole thing. And I always knew, I feel like people, you say, oh, I just want to be a hairdresser. But I had other, like Sean, I had other intentions. I wanted to be creative. I wanted to do editorial. But I think, you know, you don't know what you want to do. But I knew I didn't just want to work in a salon. I wanted it to go beyond that. So that was always my intention. Hence why I was saying with headmasters, they have so much training. I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. I just knew that hopefully headmasters would give me the tools that I need to better myself and be the best hairdresser that I could be. I feel, I feel like it is, it is super important just to have like a, a really established place. Like it's, it's that kind of safety feeling and, and the idea of being able to go in and make an impact on um, the pictures in the windows or the, the kind of education and planned out. I feel like it, it feels really special <laughs> that that's possible and, and achievable. So I feel like um, 
to, to kind of be in this big brand. Like there, there are, again, going back to, there's just so many different opportunities and, um, and different career paths you can go, go down with it. Hansford, yeah. Claire. So I feel like you have to work hard for that title and I definitely <laughs> feel like I've done that to get there. But um, I feel like I'm quite... I don't know, like chuffed to be a creative ambassador, to be fair, because you put in so much work as an art team member before you get to a creative ambassador. And then once you get to the creative ambassador, you're still as an art team member and you still do everything else that an art team does. But then you kind of have an overall say. And it's like a smaller group, I guess, a smaller family that you can converse with like Andrew, Nicole and Sean talk about things we have when we have art team auditions you get involved with it a little bit more and it was really exciting to do the art team auditions this time to kind of see you know the excitement and it takes you back to when you when I first started it I was like oh my god I remember when I did this this was me so you get really involved with some of the big decisions and some of the direction of the company I guess they might not always go how you want it but you do get a bigger say and you can voice it, it definitely and I feel heavily involved yeah it was January 2020 we opened up in here we, we were in Putney before yeah I know <laughs> we, we were open for three months and then Shut for nine. It's, it's normally the one that just has their hand in the air the whole time, <laughs> which would be me on a course as well. It's the, it's the people that are asking like <laughs> the really great questions and the stupid questions. <laughs> I love all of them, but, <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's the people that do. I think when you're a hairdresser anyway, you're going to be chatty and like be able to communicate well with other people. I feel like that's a really important part of our job regardless. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's the people that come on courses and they're constantly like, you, you send everyone out on a break and they're lingering around to, to be like, but when you did this, what about this? And <laughs> which is always lovely to see because it shows how passionate and excited they are. Yep, the dullage, yep. Yeah. 
I think the plus points of that is you form a little family within your salon as well. So although we're part of a big headmaster's brand, within your own salon, you, you have that family. And I, it's because I love teaching. I teach at the academy as well. But I don't think I could ever choose between teaching or working in the salon because I like the buzz of both. When I'm at the academy for too long, I'm like, oh, I need some pressure. I need to be running around, flapping a bit. And then when I'm at the salon and you're flapping too much, I'm like, oh, I need to go to the academy, get inspired again and meet other people. So it's, I like that balance. And I think working in the salon, that buzz, that atmosphere, that's what solely got me into hairdressing. So I don't think you can... You can swap that for anything and even like when people go off and do it by themselves it's just you by yourself we're social butterflies aren't we we like to chit chat and i like to see what my colleagues are doing if they're doing a haircut I'm like that is an amazing haircut you know everyone's like what they're good at you you fall back on also what other people what their best qualities are and as a salon i feel like you can you're always looking to make it the best like i want to be the best headmaster salon dulwich i want it to be the best so i want my team to have that same vision and it's really lovely joining a team and everyone having that same vision and everyone working to get that one vision but as a team and like again i'm going to mention about the training because like we send all of our stylists on courses and if there's anything that they're not unsure everything they're unsure of we will send them on courses newly qualified stylists that have just come into the salon as well we don't just leave them we still set up a whole training program whereas when you're by yourself you don't really get that or and i i do i'm a strong believer in you've got your own tools and your kit of what you want to do but you never stop learning you you take everything from everyone else and then that's what then makes you the hairdresser that you are very different but I, I don't think it's a bad thing I think with like the rise of social media and everything now it just it makes it easier to um to get inspired so I feel like I, I don't want to be like oh it was harder back in my day but but they've literally <laughs> got everything on their, their their fingertips they can um they can learn balayage techniques they can learn everything from watching a, a minute video on on Instagram and obviously it's not the same thing but I feel like they're more demanding because they they want to be excited and inspired the whole time. So I, I do think it's really different, but, um, but I, I think it's great. Um, because especially now, like, obviously we've got all of these tools, but so do our clients. So I feel like now everyone's, everyone is a lot more demanding and they've got higher expectations and we've got to, um, like, provide training plans to be able to fulfil that and make sure that all the stylists know what they're doing and, and they love what they're doing and they feel confident.
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone has a go at everything, but if there was something that you wanted to specialize in, you would still be, you would still have to do everything, but you can then have extra education to go down that route. So like with me, I ended up doing my color degree and I thought that I wanted, I wanted to specialize in color, but I'd still miss the cutting side, but I'd done extra education in my color to kind of excel to that point. And we have like loads of curl extra, um, curl texture experts, just so that there's, not that you only solely do that or you specialize in something, but there's one person, your, your one point of call that you can go to. If you was unsure of something in the salon as another stylist, you can go to that expert and be like, look, I need help with this, what do you do? And they've just done maybe a little, they've done extra training on that topic and they can give you some extra knowledge and advise you. Yeah. I think I agree with it. <laughs> I do think <laughs> I agree with it because it is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like because a lot of the time what we'll do is like someone from recruitment and then they might get an apprentice or a, a stylist to go around schools that was something we did quite regularly before covid um and it's it's, it's just getting out there as much as possible I totally understand um parents wanting to keep their children in school and wanting to get like um a levels or go to university or that to for, so it's the best for them but it's it's not not every kid is going to be that way inclined like the creative kind of younger people that that want to do something um that like more creative <laughs> But also putting the pressure on to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life at 16, I think is really difficult. And me and Danielle were, were lucky that we fell into something that we absolutely love. Um, but, but a lot of people are, are changing more and, and aren't as certain as what they want to do. But an apprenticeship, like I, like I said to you before, Nikki, like I just wanted to go out and get a job and work and, and graft. So... <laughs> Yeah.
Maybe if I remember when I first started Headmasters, they, for all the apprentices, they did, this is when Zoe Irwin was working for us as well. You could do a day with Zoe Irwin. I mean, at that point, I already knew what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. Whereas maybe if we offered youngsters like a day in the salon so that they can actually see what we get up to behind the scenes, because I would much rather my child go into something that they love and enjoy and making the job's not a, a job then it's it's you love it it's it's an enjoyment rather than do something that they're not too sure on but it's it's good down on paper um because like you were saying as well there's so many different opportunities for you to go and i've done like in salon education there's so many things and if you really feel like it's not for you as a company like headmasters there's so many other things like i know some of the guys that have started off in the booking center now they're in recruitment so there's so many different ways that you can go down um some people might just end up focusing on just teaching but i feel like youngsters don't really know what is on to offer they're just like oh just working in the salon but there's so much more than that there's so much more to get involved in as well into hairdressing and that's what I think it is people not knowing like where they can go or what they can do or what actually is entailed in hairdressing oh my god yeah it's colour world yeah Yeah, I'd... yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a lovely idea. <laughs> that's a really good idea, Nikki. The Colour World was so fantastic. Because I yeah. love Colour World and I always bang on about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that's the, it's, it's like the, the really fun bit. And it's, it's not obviously every day that you're going to be able to turn someone's hair pink or purple or, but it's a, an event like Colour World, like the down, when we went downstairs and there was the pulp riot stage and just all of these really like creative, beautiful colours throughout the whole event. Um, it was it was really inspiring and I think for young people yeah yeah and the no, energy it was, it was as well. so much fun I feel like it would be a great way to recruit younger people into the industry <laughs> that enthusiastic So as you're aware, you come to our awards, I actually want to win Salon of the Year. 
<laughs> so that's my thing for this salon i want to win salon of the year and also i want to focus more so like we haven't got loads of staff here in the salon in dulwich and i want to focus on the people that we have got to drive them into finding what inspires them and what they want to do so my focus is solely salon but then also when we come on a creative side my focus is i love color and my passion for color um, and all about texture has come out and hit everyone so i'm really excited with that so that's my kind of journey with the art team and as a creative ambassador so i feel like i've got like two kind of projects that i'm working on <laughs> yep <laughs> so we've actually got a couple of quite creative um different scenarios coming up in the pipeline which i'm really excited about um we're going to be sticking with like our heritage for 40 years of headmasters by like really honing in on their like bespoke coloring techniques so as as the newly appointed color lead i'm gonna get right stuck in and make sure that um that again we can be as, as fun and, and sit, still stick to our roots at the same time. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Nikki, lovely to see you. Thank you to my guests what a great chat with Danielle and Sean they had some really interesting ideas and I love their energy if you like what you hear then please do rate and review us on your podcast provider whether that's iTunes Spotify or wherever you're listening and please do look at the library of previous respectfully conversations you're sure to find something that will equally engage you until next time goodbye